is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast. Learn everything you need to know to make a living outside the 9 to 5 grind and crush it at life. You'll learn from inspirational guests and in-depth discussions. Go from employee to entrepreneur and start creating a life you love and still pay the bills. So here are your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Let's get on with the show! This podcast is sponsored by the University of Northampton, the first UK university to be awarded the Ashoka U Changemaker Campus status in recognition for their commitment to social entrepreneurship. You're holding your breath for long. <laughs> it's freaking me out. <laughs> Wim Hof. <laughs> Come on. Please keep this in. I love it. Uh, welcome. Hello. To another episode of Powerful Nonsense. I say that every time and then I'm like, but what if you're joining us for the first time? So if you are joining us for the first time, then welcome. <laughs> the most tidy uh, <laughs> intro to the podcast ever. I, I kind of feel like it gives them a good vibe yeah. of what this what How this scrappy podcast we can get. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but if you're not joining us for the first time, then welcome back. Um, where have you been? And thank you for being patient with our us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if I've got to be patient with you, they've got to be patient with us. True talk. <laughs> anyway, so, talking of being patient... <laughs> you need to tell us who you are. Oh, yeah. See, I was going to segue into the title wow. then. You ruined my segue. Okay. Disgusting. Um, I am Wayne Ingram. I'm Jeremy Odis. And we this are... is a shambles of a podcast. <laughs> This is what happens when you let two people buy microphones. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> and give them a platform with which to dis- distribute their uh, wafflings. Distribute or discharge. Uh, <laughs> just pure. Discharge. <laughs> oh, that is a, See, yeah. I, went, I said waffling and then I was like, mm, waffles. And then you come out with discharge. Two, two things that should not go together. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> wow. What have we become? I don't know. Anyway. Ah, what is this episode about, Wayne? Because I don't think it's got anything to do with waffles or discharge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, so... <laughs> this episode is about uh, why you will get what you tolerate. Yes. And... <laughs> And you're tolerating us right now. <laughs> Which we do appreciate, honestly. We do, very much so. Very All of much you so. spending your time with us. Mm-hmm. But no, I do think this is a very important topic to talk about. Mm-hmm. Because I do think a lot of the time... And I think it comes... A lot of people's moaning, actually. Oh, he's going right in there. Yes. For the, the jug, jugular. Going straight in for that frotal vein. <laughs> yes. But no, it's true. I do think that a lot of the things that we moan about in life... A lot of the time it comes down to the things that we've allowed ourselves to tolerate, whether that's from others, whether that's from employees, employers, whether that's... Or um, employees. um, Even if it's your health, even. On all Mm -hmm. these aspects of everything you do holistically, the things that you're probably most pissed off about or annoyed or things that aren't changing, there is... There's some... It all goes back to you, ultimately. Like, it goes back to a lot of, like, your own responsibility. Mm -hmm. And um, I think maybe it might be good just to kind of 
push out some of those ideas on, like just the things that I do think that people are tolerating, which is usually causing a lot, causing a lot of discomfort in people's lives. Can we rename this episode Gems Soapbox? Soapbox, yeah. I, I can do. Like, I don't mind. Gems Soapbox. But no, I, think it's, I just think it's really important because I do think that a lot of people's happiness, like we spoke in the last episode, is kind of strung on these things that we're angry about, not mm-hmm. happy about. It's, things aren't going mm-hmm. our way. But then if you look at the actual root of the problem, it probably is you. Ooh. You saw that as an Instagram book. <laughs> That's exactly what went through my head. <laughs> went, Instagram. Yeah. And, I do, and I, I'm not saying, obviously, there's obviously people got their own issues here and there, and there's a lot of times where actually, even to the level of therapy is needed because you've got some serious baggage or emotional baggage there. But I do think in general life, mm-hmm. people are moaning about things that they can change. Should we? Give some of those examples. Okay, so let's let's throw throw some out there. Uh, 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 so, uh, number one, let's go with the job. Ooh, the job. I hate my job. I hate it. I hate it. I hate the like. fact that I have to get up. I hate Mondays. I hate Mondays. Monday haters. It's Sunday night, and I'm going to post a meme about my realization that Monday's tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true, and I think again. Everything that every the current position of your life right now has mm-hmm. come down to a choice you've decided mm-hmm. to make. I just think that what, what most people probably who are listening to this podcast are probably lacking is the awareness of there being any other option, or that you're kind of aware of the option, but then you don't know the actual mm-hmm. what sort of actions to take to change it. Like I do think nowadays people are kind of understanding. Oh yeah, I don't have to work a nine to five. There are the options available, but then that becomes a stress because then you don't even know where to start. Well, I think. I'm going to get on my soapbox a little bit now. Shit. Because I don't think it's the fact that they're unaware that there's another option, right? Because it's not even... It doesn't necessarily come down to working nine to five versus being your own business owner or anything like that. Sometimes it could just come down to being in the wrong bloody job. It might not even be in the wrong career, just the wrong job. You're working for the wrong company. You're working for the wrong people. You're working for the wrong branch of a company because you actually despise your manager that you're working with. It's got nothing to do with the job. It's got nothing to do with who you work for as a company. It's just who are your superiors can sometimes be the big difference maker. You, On all of those levels, you have completely the power to change it. If it's the manager that you're working under, change, try and change division. If it's the branch that you're working at, Change, try and change branch. Mm. Have you even attempted to? Because you probably haven't. You probably haven't. You're probably there going, this sucks. Yeah. And I think people fall into careers that is just based on, because as soon as you've got experience as well, you're kind of mm. like backing up, well, I can only go in this kind of career because I've got this kind of experience, whereas people are kind of afraid thinking they can't actually change, mm-hmm. which is a bit of an annoying one as well. And I mean, yeah, okay, it's probably easy for us to kind of stand here and go, well, do something about it then. But do you know what? I think sometimes that's part of the problem. You haven't got somebody going, stop moaning about it, do something. Yeah. Because so many people, so many times people will just pander and go, yeah, well, you know, it's this way and it's that way because that's how it is. And just kind of, 
you know, it's just one of those things. <laughs> That's it. It's funny when I like hear people are like, oh yeah, just uh, just been in the office or just another day in the office or mm-hmm. uh, it's always such a like, oh my God, you've kind of like... Same shit, different day. Yeah. But it's such like, a, it's horrible to see because it is like, we, we always bang on about like, this is your bloody time. This is your opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then you're spending so many... Like, to go to work every week feeling that way, I, I just don't comprehend it anymore. And I know that's mm-hmm. kind of being like, not being like superior or anything about that, but everybody has a choice to make a change. Like, mm-hmm. I was working nine to five. I thought, okay, I'm going to give this like freelance or entrepreneurship thing a go. And people like back then were like, they laugh at that and think, oh my God. And even I'm, the amount of people are saying to me, oh, you're just dossing and you're not doing any work. And I was earning such shit money. Mm-hmm. And then so slowly by slowly, like two, three years later, it starts to pay off and people start looking and then they look at me and then they might be like, oh, your lifestyle, you get a bit more flexibility. Oh, you're doing this. You mm-hmm. always seem to be doing different things. <laughs> and it is, goes back to, you know what Gary Vee would say? It's like, no, it's, there is no like overnight. And I'm not at any sort of level where I'm like, oh my God, look at me. It's mm-hmm. all perfect. But it's kind of like people are so. It just seems like that chasm between that life and that life are so far apart yeah. and that if you've got that suddenly, it's like, well, you can do that because of that. Right. They don't really see that mm-hmm. work that went in all those, when you was getting no money mm-hmm. or putting in work, going to paying for seminars, et cetera, et cetera. They don't see that mm-hmm. part. Yeah. Well, that's it. It's not like it's a, you don't flick a switch and you go, I'm an entrepreneur now. Yeah. Um, Bring me the clients. It doesn't work like that. You've but, kind of got. But to... even with you, it's been like a slow burn. Like you're moving Definitely. now into this. You, you were heavily employed. Now you're moving to heavily self-employed. Yeah, well, that's now. it. I've I've over this over the last few months, I've shifted from probably being eighty percent employed, twenty percent self-employed, to now eighty percent self-employed. 20% employed. And I do think that comes from a lot of awareness. It's like, okay, we're around each other. We see a better way. Mm-hmm. We speak to other people who are doing things in a better way. And then soon enough, it becomes part of your, <clears throat> part of how you think. And then suddenly yeah. you're like, yeah, I want a bit of that. Whereas I think that most people are just like, it's too easy. Do you know, it's just, it probably just comes down straight, like it's hard work to kind of, to get that yeah. in that position. Like, and it is, it is tough to kind of get those gigs or get those opportunities. <clears throat> but I do just think like, if you are doing something that you hate, then the, you might as well use that annoyance, which I did when I was in my nine to five. It was like a, you know what? I hate that someone tells me to be at this place at this time and I have mm-hmm. to do that five days a week. Mm-hmm. Like that in my mind was just like, I even say to myself now, like if anything's going to motivate me to find another client, to start a new business, to do anything, it is that thought of somebody is going to dictate where I am. And for mm-hmm. me, that's enough to just kick me up the ass every single time. Yeah, And so I just think that, does it hurt enough? Is it horrible enough? Is it causing you enough discomfort? Are you living, like, every day you're going to work, doing something where you feel like, you know what, this is just not me. And you are feeling like, this is, like, this is, is this my life? Like, mm-hmm. if you are putting those memes up, then that's the point where you start to question yourself and yeah. say, why do I hate Monday so much? And you know what, let's, like, let me do something this week that may make that next Monday a bit better. Mm-hmm. Because I know when I was sitting in the office and, or when I was on my way on that train on the underground and I had podcasts in my ears about people who were going and mm-hmm. achieving things and trying new things out, like, my brain started changing, like, massively. And Big time. I think that's what it comes down to. It just completely changes the, the, the complete outlook. Like, I don't hate Mondays. I don't. Well, you're with me, aren't you? Well, yes. <laughs> I mean, that's enough to make anybody hate we- Mondays. <laughs> and he said Wednesdays. Then that Wednesdays. <laughs> just, just throwing it out there. Just, Wednesdays are shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. no. No, they, 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 the midweek hump, then they call it. Yeah, hump, hump day. day hump, hump day. day. There you go. Um, 
but yeah, I don't, I don't hate Mondays because, and the reason I don't hate Mondays is because I see Monday as a day of opportunity. I, I really do. Yeah, but I, yeah, I you know, agree with you. Way. But I think, but I think Monday is that kind of that seven day. Right, I might have fucked up at the end of the week. Let's start again. Yeah, and it's the New Year's. Day. I find Mondays invigorating. There you go. And it 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 does upset me when I do see people complaining about Mondays, and I'm like. Just been sat on your ass for a whole day doing fuck all with your time. Why are you complaining that you now actually have to go out and do something and be productive? And and then the problem is, is of course they're tolerating something that they despise. Yeah, but I think like most people are waking up until like a Monday. You know, like you say, it's like okay, back to that work thing that I dislike, mm-hmm. and that's the problem. Whereas I think once you're enjoying what you're doing, like the week I find, I don't even. Some days I don't actually know what day it uh-huh. is because I'm not fucked yeah, on yeah, the yeah. day. The day doesn't sway how I feel or what I do. It's just I'm doing the things that I'm interested in and, mm-hmm. and are fun, really. And it's not always fun. It's still hard work, but it's hard work on my terms. Uh-huh. Well, that's it. But if you're kind of putting up with the whole Mondays are rubbish, but I've got to do it, then if that's going to be your outlook of like, well, I've got no choice, then it's not going to change at the uh-huh. end of the day. And you are just going to have to keep doing it again and again and again. And maybe one day something will kind of like straw that broke the camel's back. And you go, do you know what? I've had enough of this. And you just like run into your boss's office, kick over his table, <laughs> jump out a window. <laughs> Without saying a word. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but I just think a lot of people, in terms of the job thing, I just think that, like we said in the last episode, like it is a means to an end. Like most people are earning money because they want food and they need shelter and all mm-hmm. these kind of things. But there is not just one method to make money. Okay, a job seems like the most convenient option, but it's not the only option. Yeah. And so that's why I just think in terms of that, you're tolerating something. Like earning money does not have to be painful. If there's somebody else out there who's earning money in a more efficient way and having more fun doing it and actually... There is, uh, there's loads of people, like, we are just a minimal, like, we're for, like, there's so many people doing way better things, earning mo- loads more money per day, or whatever else, but in our minds, as people who are, like, majority self-employed or businesses or entrepreneurial or whatever, we know how much money we need per month to survive, and we're happy not to have to hit the millions and thousands, just, that's it, isn't but we get lifestyle out of it, and I think that's what we want people to know, is that actually when you figure out what your minimal expenses are per month and then you just say, okay, what's the most efficient, Mm -hmm. fun way of me to earn that? Once that's covered, suddenly you become more creative. Suddenly you can take opportunities. Mm -hmm. I said this in a panel of that recently. Like once you've got that money coming in, you start saving up money, you're going to have that little pot of safety, that psychological buffer. And then actually it becomes even easier to earn money because now you're not like working out of scarcity. You're working out of like abundance and you can see the opportunities available. Yeah. Whereas people are in this cycle where you're earning and then you're you're spending your money on like stupid stuff just to relieve the kind of shit of the week. Like, of course, mm-hmm. at the end of the week, you're going to want to drink if you hate your... If you have five days of torture, yeah. of course, you're going to want to have a blow. Of course, you wanna, you're going to let your health go. Of course, these things are going to happen. It's just that when do you kind of like wake up and say, you know what, I'm just not going to take that anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Oh, damn, this is fiery. Fire! Get off um, fire! Yeah. On that note, let's take a break. Yeah. And uh, I think we'll shift the focus away from work and maybe to more social things. Let's do it. So we thought we'd just take a few seconds just to say thank you to our sponsor, yep. the University of Northampton. Huge thank you to them for supporting the show. Um, so why should you check them out? Well, first of all, we're we alumni. Went we yes. went there. So everything that we kind of deliver to you it kind of comes from them in a way. Um, but also, 
that they're not just about getting a degree. The thing we love about Northampton Uni from experience is the fact that you come out of your course with your degree, but also there's so many options on the table. They understand that it's not just about going out and getting a job anymore. It's also about the possibility of setting up your own business and becoming an entrepreneur. And to top that off, <laughs> it's not just about setting up a business. It's about setting up a social enterprise. That's their specialist area. So if you're thinking of setting up a business, it can also be one that's doing good to the world and delivering social impact. So check them out, northampton.ac.uk. And a huge thank you to them for supporting the show. Welcome back. Welcome back. You can now see us visually if you're on the YouTube-ins. Thank goodness for these breaks. Oh, God. We had a bit of a mare. Well, we went back to the camera and... um, This plum over here. Jem didn't record. (sighs) He thought he was recording. Do you know what? That's the first time in Do you know what? I think think as an apology, we should maybe put a little bit of that mid-video out. Should we just like run the mid video bit where we're just faffing about yeah. whilst the podcast is going? I think so. Because <laughs> he recorded the bit of us setting up for this episode <laughs> rather than actually recording the episode. So maybe we should throw that in there somewhere. Podcasters, you'll still have our beautiful voices. Yeah. Visual people who like to see our faces. We're very sorry. Gem punked you. <laughs> sorry. Um, okay. So. So. We're talking about. Why you get what you tolerate. Yes. We've been talking about work and career and all that sort of stuff. But now I want to talk about, like, social interaction, relationships, all that sort of stuff. Relationships. By relationships with a little r as opposed to a big r. What does that mean? As in, I'm not talking romantic necessarily, relationships, but relationships generally. I think that's a very important point in the whole relationship area. Yes. I think it applies to both. Yeah. So I'm going to go straight and talk to relationships. Oh, go for it. There you go. And um, in terms of relationships, in terms of getting what you tolerate... It's With like a big R or a little R? Massive R, capital, capital. bolded R. Underlined. Sh- yeah, all over. But I do think that, obviously, because I do think in terms of like family toleration, you do, again, it comes back to family that if you've got a family member who's putting a lot of pressure on you mm-hmm. and you're just taking on the chin and doing what they say just to keep them happy, then you are tolerating something from them mm-hmm. and you're deciding that actually you're just going to... Except you're just going to let that be and use that maybe as an excuse or maybe you're just going to let... That's just going to put a lot of pressure on you to not do the things you want to do. Mm-hmm. But I do think on the flip side of that with actual romantic relationships, I do find that actually <clears throat> a lot of people have a lot of baggage which they're carrying into future relationships. Yeah. And so the problem they get in there is that they say, well, um, well, my last boyfriend or my last girlfriend was like really shit in this aspect. And so the next one, you let them be slightly shit in that aspect. But because they're not as shit as the previous one, you then tolerate it. Whereas, mm. do you get what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of like, well, if somebody never took you out romantically, never took you out dating and let you experience like fun stuff together. And then the next one does every once every month or once every three months that already feels better than the previous relationship whereas actually maybe it's nicer and actually what you really want is actually to be dated on a weekly basis or something Mm -hmm. like that and so you'll tolerate that even though it's not exactly what you want but it's better than what you had yeah and that's where and that can happen in many areas of the relationship all kinds of parts of it which you can relate it to whereas i think that obviously the key to that is actually being able to just 
understand what you do want from a relationship with both family with a partner romantically mm-hmm. like sit down and like people say like i've read a lot of books on relationships like know what you want and i think get out the, that whiteboard get out the whiteboard the laser pen this <laughs> pisses me right off stick that in your dating. don't do this stick that in your dating profile <laughs> but it's not it's not this oh like, do you know what though that is the worst no, no, that no. is the biggest turn off no 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 this is the thing you can have what the difference is obviously they've got people out there i don't know in the dating world but i know people say i'm looking for this and this and this in a man or this and this and this in a woman but that's not the right approach the right approach is knowing that what you want internally what you want and then going out there and let somebody if you're into football swipe right (laughs) or left or whichever one it is really yeah i see that all the time there's things like that like if you are not blonde not interested swipe no really (laughs) yeah all the time god or if you are smaller than six foot. I get that one a lot. Really? Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Honestly. That's horrendous. See, these these people, in my mind, they just got questions. I want marriage. So if you're not into something serious... No way. Yeah. I'm no not even way. kidding. It is... See, this is this when you've been in a relationship for twelve years almost. Yes, and you don't you don't see this side of things. Holy shit! The dating game is hard, man. But this is what I hate because in that in my mind, those people who have kind of put, oh, I want blonde hair, I want six foot, I want this. I'm like, no, that's not what you actually want. Like, mm-hmm. stop being fucking idiot. Because ultimately, if you really broke it down, if that person took the time to sit down and think about what they actually want in a relationship. I'm pretty sure it's going to be love. I'm pretty sure it's going to be someone to care for them. I'm sure mm-hmm. it's going to be someone they can share time, like mm-hmm. experiences with. Mm-hmm. Not what colour your bloody hair is. Like that literally does not sway. All right, you need to be attracted to someone, but that is like bloody two, three percent of the whole fucking mm-hmm. pie. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate, I hate it when people think, or oh, it's kind of like. I think sometimes it is, again, it's that sort of deflection of the actual point. You're scared to tell someone that, you know what, I just want you to care for me. I want someone Mm -hmm. to support me. I want someone to be there for me, which is vulnerable, which is kind of makes you look weak because suddenly you're letting... And it it is because a lot of these, I can imagine, it's not even with a lot of these people. It's probably like, you know what, they've had... What is it you say? They they wanted someone with blonde hair. They didn't want someone with blonde hair. It doesn't really matter. Both both happens. (laughs) Either way. Maybe they've been with five guys who were blonde in the past and then now suddenly they're I like... Mean, I mean, the blonde hair is an exaggeration, I'm sure. Okay. But, like, the, the height thing is genuinely real. Yeah. I see that all the time. Well, there's biology, there's biology that says, okay, why well, you might like a taller person, but nowadays it's fucking stupid. It's not like you're a caveman mm-hmm. who can jump up and reach a fruit in a bloody tree because you're six foot four. It's <laughs> no, I definitely can't. <laughs> I'll give you a piggyback. <laughs> I'll get you away. You yeah. can always jump on my shoulders. <laughs> oh, bro, bro. <laughs> yeah, but I do think it's like that comes, those sort of stupidness comes down to people's past experiences yeah. with someone of that caliber that now they've created some sort of like pattern that says, pattern recognition says, you know what, anyone who's short right. and six foot is a dick, which sometimes that pattern. <laughs> yeah, but that part of it. But I do think like, toleration in relationships is horrendous and friendships mm. like we haven't even mentioned yeah. friendships sometimes mm-hmm. you've got friends that are just straight up abusive and like actually are putting a lot of pressure on you make you feel like shit when you're around them but you call them a friend mm. and then you're tolerating it because you know what you haven't got any other options so you might as well go at those guys who act like dickheads or you go out with the girls who are actually really bitchy and then you're like you know what oh they make me feel really crap when i'm around them and it mm. makes me uncomfortable and they're always making me feel insecure or da 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 but ultimately being in their company is what you're tolerating. You're not deciding that you can change it. 
obviously family's a bit different, but you can kind of learn to understand that person, that mem- family member, why mm-hmm. are they in that state? Mm-hmm. And again, with relationships, you don't have to be in a relationship that is actually causing you to feel like crap mm-hmm. or is not fulfilling what you need. The problem is, are you getting angry about something that you haven't ever communicated? Well, the, well this, I, I'm glad you used that word there, Jem, because I was just about to throw in a massive kind of disclaimer. Because obviously we're saying, like, you're going to get what you tolerate. But that doesn't mean, particularly as relationships are concerned, but I think with everything, that doesn't mean that if you're having to tolerate something that you're not particularly pleased with tolerating, doesn't mean that you just bail and go see your bye. Yes. Um, that you have to communicate first. I'm getting soapboxes happening. Yeah, and I think people... But, like, honestly, <clears throat> it's, the, it's my biggest frustration. I put a tweet out um, a couple of weeks ago. Because it was that angry. Because it, it, it does my head in, and I think this is across the board, right? Is it 144 characters of pain you put out? Oh, so much. <laughs> <laughs> The tweet was, and I'm paraphrasing it, but essentially... You're paraphrasing a tweet. I'm paraphrasing a tweet. (laughs) (laughs) Just sum it up in one word. (laughs) No, like, um, something along the lines of uh, the majority of all problems, whether they be in business, friendships, relationships of any sort, comes down to lack of communication and bad communication. Yeah. When it comes to what you tolerate, if it pisses you off, just say... Diplomatically, if you must, just say, look, this is really annoying me. Don't give them silent treatment. Don't be passive aggressive well, about it. It's like it. you're talking from experience or something. It just my head. Most people, I don't know what it is, and I don't know if it is an old thing or if it's a new thing. It feels like it's a new thing, right? <laughs> but most people in this world right now, in society, most people would choose passive aggressive over confrontation. Or they will choose silent treatment over confrontation. Mm. They will choose to ignore someone in the hopes that they disappear and in the hopes that they kind of get get the hint. Point, yeah, things change. And, and piss off. Mm. But what all that does, right, whether that's in <laughs> romantic relationships, business, whatever, yeah. again, across the board, all that does is it creates insecurities, it creates anxieties, which only then reinforce exactly what it was that made them intolerable to begin with. <laughs> and so the cycle repeats, and you end up tolerating more of what you didn't want to tolerate because you're not communicating with people about what it is that you can't fucking tolerate. Boom. <sighs> fucking <like> mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that whoever that may have been... Mainly directed. No, that's not. Direct, that is not directed at anyone in particular. That is just yeah. my experience okay. of. Ev- and this is again business, mm. friendships, mm. romantic relationships, all of it. We're just so passive aggressive now, and we're not Be dealing honest, with. Issues. I think that's quite a British politeness, though. It's kind of like I don't want to tell them. Maybe it is. I'd love to know. I'd love to know if any Americans in the audience, well, not even necessarily Americans, but I feel like they're the, cl- they're the closest to our culture. Yeah, I'd love to know if any Americans deal with that same issue. And the thing is, I find as well, especially with a relationship thing in like romantic as well, people are so like trying to make the other person into them as if like they are the, you already are the perfect person. So the quicker you can make them turn into you, then you'll have the best relationship ever. And it's like, no, like you, the relationship works based on differences, number one. And it's actually when you can both work together. This is another word I hate when people say, oh, yeah, but then I'm compromising. Like relationship is not about. Comp- compromise is like a loaded word that says you've kind of like bent over and you're just going to take. Yeah, I've I've given shit. up to yeah. accept. Yeah, 
what somebody else won't give up. Whereas actually a good relationship is one where both you have different personality traits, but you can work together on them. And it's mm-hmm. not like you're saying, okay, well, I tolerate the fact that you're into sport and I'm not, or something like that. It's more like, you know what, I appreciate that you're into sport and that's part of your character. And that's what you brings you joy. And I'm happy for you to continue doing this. How you then mold that into your relationships and actually you flourish those aspects of each other. Whereas I think too many people think like, no, if I compromise, that means I've let myself, I've let my, I don't know, I've got too much ego to kind of say that, oh, no, you can't do that. And then ultimately, which I do think is part of the new modern society, is that if you feel you've got compromise, then it's not working, it can't work. Whereas Mm -hmm. I spoke to my uh, girlfriend's nan and I said, like, she'd been married for, I don't know, where you get the certificate off the queen for being married that long. And she, I was like, what's the biggest, like, what makes people stay together? And she was like, you know what, you just compromise and you know each other. And I was like, that's it. Like, people, and I guess, I just hate the word compromise because people think yeah, it's like it's a, loaded. It's, it's loaded. Like such a loaded word. But I think all that means is just being adaptable to each other. Yeah. Because humans are going to change week by week, year by year, 10 year by 10 year. And so if you can adapt and mould and still support one another's personality traits, then it's going to Do lie. you know what? I'm just thinking back now to... We've gone well, have a relationship heavy on this I one. know, we really have. But I'm just thinking back to my, my mate's wedding that I was at in the summer. And my mate's stepdad read this wonderful passage about what is love. And he said, like, it was things like love is comp- compromise. Love is willing to accept that you are wrong. Love isn't using the other person being a wrong against them. It is not being smug. It's not being self-righteous. It's just about understanding that sometimes it's better just to accept what is for what it is and just go with it and be accepting. It's powerful. And I think it's so... I'm going to have to see if I can work out what that passage was. I think it was from the from the Bible um, <laughs> I think yeah. um, but it was so, it was really really powerful and I think just absolutely nailed it on the head and I was there like oh, so many people need to hear this yeah you've got to understand we are very unique in what we do we're all different we're all on different paths different journeys and if you're going to kind of experience love and be with other people or be close with your family or all these kind of things be close with friends you've got to understand Mm. that you are different and that's okay and it's how you then adapt with each other to have a better experience ultimately yeah wow (sighs) so second half was some serious relationship uh, straight fire relationship um advice and kind of and that's relationship with a little R, not a big R. Yes. And if you like this relationship stuff, maybe we do some more. I do like talking about this stuff because I do mm, think it's I think so it's important. Interesting. I think it's really important. Really interesting. Cool. Okay. So you've had us a visual for the second half. Yeah. See our beautiful faces? My beautiful face. My beautiful face. My, my, my beautiful face. Mine, mine yeah. Yeah, no, no, great. Mm. Anyway. Swipe bread for Jeff. <laughs> if you're six foot, then, then swipe yes. Um, anyway. <laughs> so uh, we'll wrap up there um, show notes can be found at powerfulnonsense.com forward slash one four three yes um, if you're listening to us on the podcast and you haven't subscribed yet hit that subscribe button sign up to our newsletter god damn it yeah do you know what let's plug that um, if you go to powerfulnonsense.com forward slash side hustle then you can sign up there We'll send you a free book. How to make time for your side hustle. Mm-hmm. Or straight on the homepage. It'll just pop up when you're oh, that. Oh, yeah. wondering about. I forget, forget that pops up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so do that. 
and subscribe on YouTube and thumbs up and all that sort of stuff. Yes. Great. Cool. Thanks very much. See I'm done tolerating this guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm done too. <laughs> Catch you next time. See you later.